And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbrough. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dope with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. Beautiful day in Raleigh here at the Nest. And, uh, man, I'm ready for this podcast. Um, yeah, let's go. A lot of football to go around. A lot of damn football getting thrown around. A lot of lo- a lot of leads getting um, left laying around for the heels on Saturday. App State. Wow, what uh, what a performance in so many ways. Um, some good, some bad. We'll get into that. I'm gonna uh, hop into Georgia State. I think that's who we play next Saturday. This coming Saturday. Uh, talk about ECU, NCSU. Another just fucking catastrophe over here in Raleigh. Um, some other big, uh, relatively big games, biggest of which probably was Notre Dame LSU, Brian Kelly. Uh, dude, <laughs> couldn't have happened to a nicer guy how bad they got drugged and, um, you know, his, his whole little bullshit post-game interview, uh, which I thought was great. Uh, big Hawk, right before we come on, tells me McAfee's joining college football. That's going to be great. Um, NFL starts, let's see, tonight as you're listening because it'll be Thursday. Buffalo at the Rams. I mean, what a game. Um, break down some of the other notable games Sunday and into Monday night. A lot of storylines right out of the gate. Biggest storyline for heels. I mean, for for uh, SHWW here is the heels. Looked okay at times. You're playing App State, not to be trifled with, not to be slept upon. <laughs> 40 in the fourth quarter we gave up on defense. What the fuck happened there? Hey, listen, they got momentum. Um, you know, it was at a tough environment but you know the mission is to win the game uh i don't care how you do it win the game you do it every single time uh it's gonna be a hell of a year and we won the game period uh we knew i mean it's not gonna be easy going to app state um and uh you know i don't think there's not one player on their team that took a visit to north carolina and i guarantee you yep i guarantee you there's some kids on that team that wanted to play for unc and so to get, you know, they were probably beyond excited to play us and had a lot to prove and had a chip on their shoulder. Uh, but Drake May, you brought it up before the pod sleep. This kid, can he's going to play on Sundays. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got it all. He can run. He's athletic. He's got an absolute cannon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got some height and athleticism. And I love that. And he's, uh, you know, like we said, this is, you know, this is the game where, you know, it's going to mark uh, the start of the season for UNC, and it's going to be, you know, a way game uh, for a young quarterback, and I thought he did a great job. I thought so too, man. He definitely checks all the boxes. It's weird to me that there ever seemed to be, uh, you know, like a controversy about who would start this year. Um, he is just – dude, he's thrown about nine touchdowns, are you? 56 in the first game, 63 in the second game. Now – I get that we played FAMU, and I get that, I mean, hell, they'd have been probably better off if they had me and Big Hawk on the roster, at least, in that game. Uh, but you still dropped 56, uh, and we talked about that before that. I mean, what are you going to do, drop 100? I mean, 80? Uh, you start getting up in the 50s, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. Your offense is clicking. And, you know, the app game, were it not for just tons of dumb some dumb penalties, some kind of bullshit penalties. You know, we un- we recover the onside kick. 
right at the end of the game and a kid goes down instead of running in the end zone, it's over, you know, because they don't mm -hmm. have enough time. And shit, dude, our, our, our defense was so bad that if they had a second on the clock, um, I mean, we gave up 40 in this in the fourth quarter and it was and, and honestly dude this is uh is mary's fault is my wife's fault because at the end she she's not a big sports fan right and at the end of the third quarter she was trying to get me to turn the game off she's like god this is 20 they're up by 20 this shit's over and as soon as that happened i knew i better not turn it off because if i did it'd be some issues um sure enough we're up 20 give up 40 Score 22 and win 63-61. What a game. Uh, yeah, Drake May had five TDs, I think, in the first game. Had four in the second here against App State. Um, you know, offensively for the second year in a row. See, here's the difference between this year and last year. Last year, it was Sam Howell and, and Josh Downs. That's it. I mean, it was either Howell throwing or running for it. Dude, in my opinion, what's, what's so much better about sort of the offensive look this year so far is that May just spreads the ball around. First game, yeah. 10, 10 receivers. Um, I'll pull up the box score here to see how many. I mean, hell, he might have had those people in the bleachers catching passes in this game. but And our best receiver was out. Yep. I mean, he did mm -hmm. it without Josh yeah. Downs. And that we talked about this last year's sleep is it seemed like we were going for home run play after home run play, yeah. which, you know, instead of getting these, you know, 15 yard passes, why don't we just throw it six yards, you know, three yards? Just get, you know, get these, you know, small yards can, you know, have an effect, especially, um, you know, you want to march down the field. You don't want to do it all at once. Sometimes, you know, you, you got to go for these short passes and these runs. Yeah. Eight people caught a pass. Um, in the game, six people caught more than one. You know, he threw for three, three fifty two and four touchdowns. Um, just seems to like have like whatever they call it with with quarterbacks, like moxie, right? Like, I mean, he just seems to know what to do, where to put the ball. Uh, he makes like very accurate throws. He did miss one throw that would have been a touchdown, but it was like, I mean. Tom Brady misses that way sometimes. It was it wasn't an egregious overthrow or anything like. He just barely missed a guy who might have been in between steps, and and that was like the only inaccurate, like truly inaccurate throw I saw him make. I mean, he looks polished, he looks poised, he looks really confident, and I'm excited. You know, obviously you got to go down and going at Georgia State, you got to go down and win that game, but after that you get you come home for Notre Dame, and I'm excited about that one. Oh, dude, I mean. Keenan's going to be lit. Notre Dame's coming into town. Um, we'll know. You'll know instantly if uh, they're a Notre Dame fan. When you pass them, they'll tell you immediately. Yep. Uh, if you're anywhere, they'll just, well, hey, I'm a Notre Dame alum. Well, yep. my brother's going to be in town as well, my younger brother. Oh, nice. My older brother's getting married that weekend. And, uh, you know, he's he's not your typical Notre Dame fan. He's uh, from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, everybody. They'll all be, be just look for the guys dressed like leprechauns, and hey, there's a there's a a fighting chance that they're <laughs> fighting Irish, even though they ain't Irish or or fighters or any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean Notre Dame has like a Notre Dame. It's always cool, you know, wherever they're playing football. Whether you like, I mean, I think it's kind of bullshit that they don't have a conference in this time. Whatever, dude. Notre Dame it like is college football in a lot of ways. So uh, it's a big, big weekend for us that they're um, they're on site. And I tell you, if look, you get to that game 
Notre Dame lost there first. Who they play? Ohio State. Ohio State, big one. Did blew them out, didn't they? No, I, I don't. I'm not sure. No, that's right. That's right. That's right, dude. It was a 59 point yeah. over under, and a game was like 21 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good game. I watched it, but um, yeah, I was. I remember because it was like they were talking about it on on game day that 79 percent of people were on the over. And I was like, dude, I'm I don't know, I'm not a gambler on like I don't I don't bet on sports except for like fantasy and uh obviously basketball basketball cards. But um I was like, dude, 79% of people on over takes under. Yeah, I don't bet on sports either Holy unless shit, it's man. a football game, occasional baseball, occasional hockey, and I every now and then I get a cricket in there yeah, match. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, high school lacrosse is pretty interesting if you get a little bored. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll I'm I'm not going I only get about I'll put a thousand on a, you know, middle school soccer game every now and then. But, um, yeah, dude, I ain't bad. If you, buddy, you guarantee if I had taken the under, that game would have been the highest scoring game in, in sports history, all sports, um, factored in. Dude, man, this was a great game. And I know a lot of people will say, man, you guys barely beat us, blah, blah, blah. Hey, we won the game. There's always some things you could pick apart. Uh, and it was in state. Mm-hmm. For a lot of kids that wanted to come to Carolina and had a chip on their shoulder. Uh, but I will tell you, watching this game, man, it got me off the couch. I was in my family, I was yelling at the TV, and not a lot of football games, especially college games, get me uh, to do that. But when we scored on that onside kick, I looked at um, one of my buddies and I said, They still have time. Yeah, shouldn't have done I that. I said, they, they still have time. I know it's not, it's not likely, but that's probably the best thing that. If we receive the ball that they could have I mean, had happen, if yeah. I'm App State, only way. If we don't recover, we want North Carolina yeah. to go and score a touchdown. Yeah. And sure enough, bada boom, bada bing, bada bam, right for another <laughs> touchdown with eight seconds left. And I'll be damned <laughs> if they didn't almost get that two point. Uh, they what ran, were they thinking? They ran the same damn play. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, thank God we covered it, but it's one of those things where, like, almost didn't get it either. Yeah, it was yeah. like a second chance tackle. Uh, yeah. And I will tell you this it's one of those things where, like, if you pull it off, you look like a genius because uh, you're like, no yep. way do they run that same play twice after we just missed it. But I'm telling you, man, if, uh, if they don't pull it off, then you look like an idiot. And, yeah. you know, you could say a lot of things, you know, about the two point. Uh, prior to that one, the receiver shouldn't have uh, stopped running. But yep. I'll tell you what, I mean, the quarterback could have gave him a little better pass than yeah. just um, uh, a tried, scud yeah, missile really tried 15 to lead feet him. over his head. He was Jesus all by himself, Christ. and he tried to lead him. And, dude, you're exactly right because, look, you're App State. This game is not going to cost you a chance at your, you know, conference championship or anything like that. Um but and Cam said it in the group text. I said it in the group text <laughs> when he t- scored a touchdown. I was like, "There's a hundred percent chance that they come back down and score again." <laughs> it's like, dude, I mean, I've been watching this shit. It's like a pinball game and uh, like a fucking foosball table out there. And so he does. And it's like to Cam's point, why on earth would you try to go for two? Because you know that if you go to overtime. Like we, you've just scored forty points in the fourth quarter. Like going for two is is just 
you know, I could I get it if it was a hard fought game and, and like you feel like this is your chance to win it. But we have they had 649 yards of offense. We had 12 penalties for 130 yards. About 14 of those 12 penalties were on like third and long or fourth down situations or some other shit that kept drives alive. So we had no discipline. We had no defense again. And we had no chance of stopping them. I'm all, and on, on the other hand, it's like, dude, we're App State. This is a chance to beat UNC again, right? This is a mm-hmm. chance to get a big win. I'm going to fucking go for it. So I don't fault the coach, right? And if I'm App State, you know, Mac Brown did it a couple years ago against Clemson. But that game was, that game was a lot different. Yeah. There's a chance to beat Clemson, and, and Clemson, was playing defense. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I thought I thought it was an awesome game from an offensive perspective. That shit was stressful, though, man. Yeah. And sleep. You know, discipline is you know the ultimate. You know, to me, you know, when you watch sports, I think discipline is one of the most um, you know important qualities you can have. And as much as you know, as as stiff as Belichick is, and what people say about it. I mean, that guy is one of the most disciplined coaches. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to kicking a field goal or going for it, he's going to take those for sure points every single time. And you can see him like kind of like, you know, are we going to go for a first down or are we going to now let's let's try to get in a good field field position to get this field goal. And that's one thing I've always respected about uh, Belichick is he doesn't let the in-game emotions, uh, you know, you know, skew his thought process and he doesn't, you know, when, when you're a coach and, you know, got everybody in the fans yelling at you, go for it, go for it. It makes no sense except for, yeah, let's fucking bury him. Let's go for it. Let's go for the 2% chance of making this uh, work instead of, you know, the discipline play and the thing that's going to add up over time. And that's one thing I love about Belichick. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like, but I respect that about him. I'm looking at this thing because we were we were the underdog, I think, in this game. Yeah, we were. Um, with seven minutes forty eight, best thing on ESPN.com is this little like probability win probability. Seven minutes forty eight seconds left in the game. We're up forty nine thirty five. Trying to figure out. Okay, it started the fourth quarter when Mary infamously says this game's over. Ninety five point eight percent chance of winning. Right, forty one twenty one. 748 to go in the game. We're up 49-35, two touchdowns, probably with the ball, 97.5% chance. Fast forward to three minutes later, 341 to go in the game. It's tied, 49-49. That's when they reeled off all those points in a row. Now we got 59.5% chance because I guess we probably still had the ball. <laughs> That's at 341. At 250, we score, and we got a 93% chance to win the game again. At... <laughs> 51 seconds. I don't know what the hell happened, but we're at 58% chance again. And then I don't know what this says. The end says it's 127 to 111, which it was well on its way to being there. Anyway, point being is like we're like all in the driver's seat. And then it just starts looking like a, a damn earthquake hit the Appalachia um, toward the end there. But we held on and we won the game. And we've lost a lot of games like that. And I'm telling you, that was a real slippery spot because you wind up coughing that one up, giving up 40 in the fourth quarter and coughing that one up. It has, I don't care who you are. It's got implications for the rest of the year. Can't give up 649 yards on offense, uh, on defense again. It's, uh, you're not going to win any more games that way. 
I, you know, I really think this was a good win for UNC football. Uh, young quarterback, they don't have their main wide receiver. Uh, they're going into a tough environment, in-state rivalry. And, uh, you know, I think we walked out with the dub. And even, you know, we weren't favored to win this. I thought this was a good dub for the team. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I like to see uh, Mac Brown dancing and celebrating with the guys, regardless of how bad it was. Uh you know, that, that type of energy feeds off the players. And, you know, you come in the locker room and you start winning games and then you start nit, nitpicking like, guys, we didn't do this, we didn't do this, and you don't show excitement or, you know, you know, fun after winning these games. And, you know, that can weigh down on, on a lot of players. And, you know, it's good to see that he had a lot of excitement and he kind of reinforced in the press conference afterwards that, we won. I mean, this was going to be a tough game. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy for the kids. Uh, yeah, this was a big win for us. I love Matt because he has no pressure. And, and he seems like a delight just to be around. He's been in the media, right? So he's got all – he checks all these boxes. He just seems like a cool dude. Dude, I, I, you know, I like Mac, And, uh, you know, I think uh, – I think he could use a little diet, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, and I'm not fat shaming anybody, but – I mean, the progression is worse than a presidential candidate or a president. You know, his, you know, since he's been here, it looks like he's uh, really enjoyed the food. Um, but he has done a hell of a job. Coach here. Brown, you look like old sleep. starting to look like Sleep Dog, man. <laughs> you got to hey, take a couple – kids stress you out, man. Take a couple laps around that track. We need you here for several more years, especially to raise things are going until mm-hmm. we get this defense thing figured out. But here's the thing. You go to Georgia State next week. All, by all intents and purposes, you should win that game. Let's just be honest. Where in the hell is Georgia State? Georgia. Well, uh, the, not the damned. country, what are the, but – What are um, the odds? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's Georgia the country. It's it's uh, down okay. in, near Alabama somewhere. Um, then you come back home. You get a week off after this game. Then you come back home to play Notre Dame at home on a TBD tilt. And you know what TBD means? That means they ain't set the time yet. And if Notre Dame comes in, wins three in a row – and we're 3-0, and that might be a night game. You know what, Sleep? And if that's a night game, okay, here's what happens when that night game's over. You win that game, Drake May, Heisman watch, dude. Hey, I'm all for it. Because you got to win that game offensively, point blank, because ain't nobody going to – defense ain't going to stop anybody. No, I, hey, Sleep, I'm with you. There's nobody that likes – you know, the whole May family, I'm – I'm fans of them oh, all. Oh, dude, 100 Great, great people. Uh, you know, I think Drake is an amazing, you know, he's an amazing quarterback, great person, and I'm excited for him. And, hey, I'm all for, you know, just start pumping him as a Heisman candidate right now. Um, but the way I'm looking at it, we got to go to Georgia State and win. Yeah. I mean, you can't right, over-predict. Right, right. But that's um, my job is to just get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but, hey, everybody's going to be doing that, but the players got to stay grounded because I don't know shit about Georgia State, and I doubt anybody else does. Um, but I do know I just looked up where it's located. It's located in Atlanta. That's about, I think, five and a half hours, five-ish hours. Yeah, from- that's a bus. Well, you probably take the plane down there. Yeah, I mean, you get, dude, you got to – that's that's a flight. Um Especially for UNC football. Yeah. Imagine uh, imagine riding on that bus. No, I'm with you, man. It's going to be a big weekend when Notre Dame comes in town. I I saw Vinny from IP3 at Starbucks the other day, and he was like, yeah, I'm ready for that Notre Dame Dame weekend. Uh, So I know IP3 is excited too. Dude, the the football poll just came out, and I was trying to figure out – because it's a nice little segue 
State fell to 18. They won a Should've game. Lost. They won a game and fell to 18. Should've I mean, lost. what a clusterfuck that yeah. was. Um, same say, listen, man, we just sat here and said it's a good win. It's why hey, we won the game into the day. A lot of dude, one of my favorite places to go after there's like some chaotic NC State shit is Twitter. I don't ever get on Twitter. But man, you go to Twitter after something weird happens at state, either a win or a weird loss or a bad loss. And man, it is it's a wild place, man. It's a lawless place after an NC State game. And it was all kinds of uh pundits out there. So, you know, they uh they hang out in the in the top 20, but where I was going with that is you know, Georgia State got to win that game. Then you got Notre Dame. And you get out of that one alive. You got Virginia Tech, Miami, and Duke. Mm-hmm. And and as you're, you know, thick of your ACC and you head on to, to state, I think maybe one game after the Duke game, and that's Thanksgiving weekend, all that sort of stuff. I mean, you could really be building that game up to be a big one. Um, so anyway, yes, it's it's easy to get ahead of ourselves, but first thing I figure we ought to probably try to do is is keep Georgia State from scoring sixty-one fucking points uh, would would be a great place to start. But man, we got four teams in the ACC in the top five. Uh, five? five teams wow. in the ACC. Wake Forest down there sneaking in at twenty-three. Well, they won't be there long. Uh, well, a lot of people say a lot of good things about them. I mean, their team's a lot better than it has been in in I mean, in the past couple of years versus you know last I don't know fifty. Guys, I don't know football could yeah. be. Could be wrong. Never know. Uh, what else we got going on here? So the the biggest thing I thought we talked to chat a little bit about. I lost my notes here, but the Brian Kelly thing I thought was hilarious. Um, so LSU got kind of shellacked, didn't they? Yeah, they fucking suck. Should have paid their coach more. <laughs> yeah, dude. And you know, I don't know, dude. Brian Kelly's just a hard dude to like, especially after he dipped. Speaking of Notre Dame, just dipped out on those guys right before the national championship last year. He's just a dick. Yeah, and, you know, Sleep, we talked about this shit. Um, We give these kids, and everyone wants to bitch about the transfer portal uh, because that's a new thing, and it kind of messes up the smoothness of college basketball right now or college athletics. Um, You know, it's it's tough to do away with the transfer portal if you have head coaches that can just leave a team in their biggest game, right before their biggest game of the year, and take money to go play for uh, or go coach LSU. Um, this guy, he he has a hundred million dollar contract sleep, and that's live money. Yeah, live tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the funniest part was you know, they got embarrassed. Really, I don't remember. Let me see. Let me go back here and see what the score was. Welcome to the SEC. Yeah, dude, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you, you, you schedule your games at Notre Dame. Well, every game's a tough game in the SEC. I'm trying to go back. They played. It's like this. This lawless place where if you click week one on ESPN's website, it's a disaster. Okay, here we go. Notre Dame, Ohio State. They didn't get slight. They lost by, uh, they lost to Florida State by one. I thought it might have been close. Yeah. Because I was watching a good part of that, but that game was on late or something. Yeah. The, the Oh, that's right. They're not ranked. This is my top 25. Did list. you see what that, uh, you're talking about the press conference. Yes. So he comes in all dressed up after the press conference, and um, he uh, – I cannot find it. ESPN's website is a dumpster fire for college football yeah, scores. Yeah, um, Florida State won. Uh, I think it was a Monday night game. Or, yeah, Monday night game, I think. Yeah, it was – no, it was the Georgia Tech game was Monday night. 
Okay. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It was it was maybe the Sunday night game, and it was late as hell. But yeah, they yeah. lost by a point. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And after the game, I guess a reporter came in there late, and he was basically like just being extraordinarily passive aggressive, and it was not a good look. I mean, he looked like he was just looking for. I mean, dude, come on, bro. You, it, this is the most entitled sounding shit I ever heard about opening it up to like all these reporters who were late and look, dude, I know nobody likes the media, but nobody knows what the hell they got to go through to get all their shit done and, you know, get all their questions asked to people and get to the locker rooms and get out. And like, dude, it's not an easy thing. It's not, you're not late. If you show up to the coach's presser, you're doing your job. And, you know, (laughs) she clapped back at him and said, maybe if you start winning games, I'll be on time. And he just didn't have anything to fucking say about it. Yeah, I, I was watching it and I saw it on uh, Sports Center. Basically, what happened was he was in the middle of his post game press conference. She walks in and he's like, "Well, when you guys show up late, we'll start a little kitty jar, and yeah. you can put in ten dollars yep. when you're late. At the end of the year, we'll all come over and have a big bash at my house. First of all, he has a yeah. hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. yeah, and I guarantee you." This reporter that he called out when she walked in, making forty grand, not even like she is just scraping by, oh, yeah. and she just immediately said, "Maybe if you win, I'll show up on time." And I loved it. Which, hey man, she look. You, one thing you got to understand, unless she was working for like Barstool or something, she could lose her job for saying some shit like that, like on the spot. Um, but good on her. She better not lose her job. Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean that is uh, quick witted, and that's coming yeah. at it. You say something; <laughs> she has every right to come. Hell back. yeah, dude! And the media has no obligation to like a head uh-uh. coach. They can say as much as much shit about that head coach as they want. That shit was uh, funny. Now the head coach probably not going to like it, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's no like he doesn't. She doesn't owe him uh, to be on time. I she can great act the wherever she wants. And dude, that's the other thing too. Is look, man, I am always on time like being late is one of the things but it's not it, the whole environment in a post game is not on time it's not being on time i guarantee you that she was trying to get an interview with somebody for her story in the locker room outside of the locker room some you know angle she was working and is just trying to and busting her ass to get everything done and who knows man maybe she had to go to the bathroom or something like that before mm-hmm. she got over there this is not a um, you know, this is not a business meeting. This is there are people that show up, stick their head in. All the ESPN guys, all the big CBS guys mm-hmm. and NBC, they stick their head in. They ask their one question because the because the the SID is going to call on them first. I watched Andy Katz do this shit one time when Greg Oden came to UNC. I mean, we've been covering fucking fencing all year and Andy Katz walks in and there's this huge scrum of people everybody's trying to get questions because Greg Oden is like LeBron James and 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 he got all these reporters Andy Katz walks in they call Andy Katz he asks his two questions Andy Katz leaves <laughs> I remember that and it's the way everybody was like well damn dude we've been here covering this and that's not a knock on anybody it's just how it works yeah uh, there's big TV contracts and like look I get it but don't nobody's calling anybody out for like hey I know you just stuck stuck your head in here um, that was a bullshit move, and and that is going to come back to haunt them, and and they got. I mean, it's going to set up nicely for for uh, a matchup here in a couple weeks on nine twenty four at the Keenan. We got to come up with a nickname for the 
for Keenan. It's hard to get, get like a hey, good scary yeah, we, nickname. We got to start hitting up our our listeners. The see Kenan. if they have anything they like. <laughs> the the yeah, dude, guys, give us give us something for Keenan. I'm sure they got some weird ass southern nickname for the place that ain't inappropriate anymore. Um, McAfee joining college football. Let's talk about that for one second. So Pat McAfee, probably the best podcast I've ever listened to, and it's all live. Now it's basically his own TV show. Guy's brilliant. He's hilarious. He's witty. He's all these things. Now he's going full-time with uh, college football, uh, which, dude, I don't – you know, I mean, everybody likes – got to love, like, Lee Corso doing the whole mascot head thing, but that dude's getting senile. I mean, he's starting to say and do things, and I'm just like, dude, what – planet is this guy on right now so um i wonder who he's replacing if anyone uh espn is a perennial like cesspool of drama there's always some shit going on over there so uh you know they had jack harlow on as like the celebrity picker i don't know if you saw any of it before the game but it was just like they got him yeah he's a star um but he was just weird you know it would be like if we brought somebody on here that was like a big name and just aren't social, aren't easy to talk to. It was just, it was just forced. Um, so I wonder, um, dude, he can get it out of anybody. I think he's gonna be great. Yeah, I think he's gonna be great. I love uh, his unorthodox and his wittiness, and you know, he's very quick with his remarks. He's funny. I think he's gonna bring a a different type of demand, dynamic to uh, college game day. So I'm I'm pumped about that. Uh, he has a great podcast. He also. <laughs> He's really finessed his way into some of these NFL, mm-hmm. you know, videos and photos. Great on social media, and the whole, you know, his whole relationship with Aaron Rodgers has really kind of, you know, people would tune in to the Pat McAfee show to hear what Aaron Rodgers was thinking and saying during that whole roller coaster uh, offseason he had last year. And Aaron, you know, A Rod was only talking to the Pat McAfee show. And I think his co-host, A.J. Hawk, who obviously is really good friends with uh, Rodgers and played with them for a long time at the Packers, uh, has really helped him. And I think he just smoked cigars the whole time uh, when I used to watch it on the show. But, yeah, he's great, man. He's got a great mind. It's interesting to me. The, the whole reason I wanted to bring it up is because he's – you know, this is a Disney network now. And, I mean, McAfee shows are rated. Um, there's a little language, NSFW. Right, and so it'll be interesting to me to see if he slips up and and says a cuss word or something on there. Uh, guy is brilliant. I mean, if if, if anybody that's like not a big, you got to be a pretty big like sports enthusiast, I think, uh, to to really really be kind of into Pat McAfee. I mean, he was a punter for the Colts, and that's and he's so like humble about it all. Like he's 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 exactly who you would expect him to be. He's just like kind of self. Uh, you know, self-deprecating and and just funny, man. Yeah. So it'll be re- it's going to be really fun to watch him engage. I think he's going to outclass everybody else on that show, uh, except maybe like Herb Street and with like wit and banter. And I think the show will be. Does that start next week? I would guess. He just jump sure. right in, yeah. dude. I can't wait. Um, maybe who knows, dude? Maybe we'll get a a, a game day. Maybe the heels will catch people by surprise and we'll get a game day on site. That'd be sick. Would love it. Speaking of football, NFL kicks off tonight as you're listening. Buffalo at the Rams. Wow. What a start. Uh, Thursday night football. I got a fantasy football draft. I think it's tonight um, being Wednesday. Uh, getting my tonight's crossed up to those people listening. Great slate of games with some storylines. I called out some notable ones. Sunday, you've got 
San Francisco at Chicago, Trey Lance and, uh, and Justin Fields. Wild that San Francisco kept Jimmy G. Uh, Pitt at Sensi. So you got Mitch making his debut against uh, Joe Dirt. You got New England at Miami, Mac Jones, Tua, and Tyreek. That's a good storyline. Cleveland at Carolina, probably one of my favorite. I hate, I though you talk about a game that is otherwise just trash, but you got Cleveland coming to Carolina. If I'm a betting man, dude, I'm all my money's on Baker Mayfield in that one. Tampa at Dallas, you ain't seen nobody talking people talking about Tom Brady getting divorced. Is Tom Brady on the damn the masked singer? Um, all kinds of weird shit going on with Tom Brady. But he's going to show up week one at Dallas and probably win. Uh, Sunday night football game. NFL knows what they're doing there. And then another good one with storylines is Monday night game, Denver at Seattle. Russell Wilson back to Seattle to take on uh, to take on his old team. And, and that one is intriguing to me because Russell Wilson seems like a – seems like a – I don't know, <laughs> like a bitch. Did you don't like Russell? No, uh, well, I mean, they just—I don't know if there's an article on ESPN about how how pissed he got when he was sitting at the Super Bowl watching Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes go at it, and t- talking about how they get to make all the decisions and you know how they're—and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what I've read in, in passing, but like you know, kind of throwing his offensive line under the bus on uh um on on some 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 show or podcast he was on the next day and like dude i, I don't know man it just seems like I, I i just don't think russell wilson is is in the all-time great conversation at quarterbacks. yeah you know I, th- I i would agree with that i i would say that he's a step below that though i mean sure. winning a super bowl uh but you could also say hey those are some of the best defenses in football mm-hmm. the years they won it mm-hmm. they also had marshawn lynch mm-hmm. who's one of the best running backs yep. in my opinion uh, during that time. And, you know, to say that, you know, you look at Tom Brady, he's not in that category. He's not as, uh, he doesn't, he's not like a highlight quarterback like Mahomes. Um, but, you know, you're right, sleep. When I look at these games, I'm excited about Carolina and Baker, and especially Baker already talking shit about Cleveland and saying we're going to beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> I love that attitude. Did he say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that energy and him already talking shit. Uh, it's got me fired up, and I'm going to tune into that game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it. Jimmy G at some point is going to step in for Trey Lance and take his job. Uh, I don't think Trey Lance had the preseason that a lot of people thought he would. I mean, some people were just really hyping this kid up. They took him early. San Francisco is a, a win-now team, and I think they have a shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. Uh, probably my favorite right now to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to call it before the season starts. 49ers are going to win it all this year. That's a big one. Uh I don't know who I got. You threw that one at me. It definitely ain't the Commanders. They got they're welcoming Trevor Lawrence into town into Washington Week One. I bet Trevor Lawrence is, puts up Drake May numbers on him. Fucking Washington dude, they're fucking awful. Um, I, can, I still can't believe we went out and our prime, prime pick of the offseason is Carson Wentz. You got to be fucking kidding me. We could have had Mitch. Um, <laughs> all the pieces around are great, but anyway, I don't want to get off into that. It'll get into it'll get me into a dark place. I start talking about the commanders, the commandos. Um, that's a bold pred- prediction, but also not – it's the only bold in that the season hasn't started. Um, I think Trey Lance is going to be good. I think he's going to be really good. I don't, I don't know that he's going to be – you know, he's not going to be Burrow or Herbert or those guys. 
But back to Russell Wilson for one second, because it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Today, right now, you rather have Russell Russell Wilson or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Justin Herbert. Herbert. Um, Burrow. So I'm not as high on Burrow uh-huh. as a lot of people. So that's where I'd start debating sure. it a little bit. Uh, okay. But if if I'm being honest, Burrow. Kyler. No, I do yep. not like okay. Kyler. Yeah, I, we're on the same page. Russ. We're kind of on the same. This is kind of where I'm going with it. You know, it's like there are um, – and that's today. That's right now, right? So, mm-hmm. look, now at his peak, I'm still – like, I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm taking Justin Herbert. Here's another – Matthew Stafford or – Stafford. Yeah, I agree. You know, and look, I, I think Westbrook – or uh, <laughs> Wilson is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's he's been – they won a Super Bowl, didn't they? Wilson? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He might have um, won two of them. He might have. And – and it's weird how that just puts you in a different, a different class, you know. Because I think most people are going to tell you they take Ben Ro- or they take Russell Wilson over Ben Roethlisberger, and and maybe that's true. He's more exciting. Actually, he's only won one. One one. Yeah. Okay. Would you re- right now? Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, dude. So I mean, that's my thing. Is like, dude, you're not even. And, and sure, may may some people argue. May if we go look at the stats and be like, well, damn, I didn't realize Russell Wilson was that much better than fucking. Joe Burrow or something, you know what I mean? But like the eye test, the sleep. fact is, yeah, yeah, that's what you're talking about. The stats may look good, but the eye test, he's not as aesthetically pleasing as watching an athletic Lamar Jackson. To your point, dude, he's a square is the biggest thing, man. And that whole thing where he had like that broken hand and mm-hmm. was and and was they had the ESP. It was last season. They had the game. The cameras on him. ESPN and like you know he's like what mic'd up in there. You dude, you're on the field. Mm-hmm. With nobody else there before the game, you see the motherfuckers with cameras and the damn furry ass microphone standing there, mm-hmm. and you're pretending like you're running an offense, calling plays, <laughs> dude. Like because you quote unquote want to play so bad. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. I don't care what anybody tells me. Um, it is one of my favorite things about life that uh, that state fans just cling to Russell Wilson as their Lord and Savior. And it's like, dude, he he went there for one. Y'all weren't even smart enough to keep him around in college. Dude ain't go to NC State. He went to Wisconsin. Dude, 100%. Point, period, right? Mm-hmm. Period. So anyway, I. It, but nonetheless, they're going to beat the shit out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be good because they got um, – I mean, I'm talking a lot of shit about Russell Wilson. He's not bad. He, his teams win. It's good enough, you know. Yeah, if 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 people, hey, listen, man, if people in the locker room are drawn to him and rally around him, dude, they're gonna do just fine. They got Javante there, and I'm excited for Javante because I want him mm-hmm. to have a big year. Um, they got they got a couple uh, weapons on offense. Also, I don't know, it's super, fun, you know, I don't know who the hell else they got, but oh, they got they do have some people uh, off the top of my head are escaping me. Gonna be a Gonna be a good football season, I think, man. There's a lot of rookie QBs. There's five or six sophomore QBs. We talked about it last pod that are gonna be fun to watch. See who comes out, who see who sucks, all that sort of stuff, and uh, you know, see how how long it takes before Washington just starts tanking. I think it'll be week one. Week one, it's, I it's think be they're a gonna, good idea. I, I think they're gonna. If you're a Commander fan out there. And sleep. God, I hate that you're a commander. I fan. do too. You buddy. Do it to yourself. Nobody man. hates it worse than commander fans. And um, I mean, it doesn't even sound sound. It's the it's name a, doesn't even have a ring. The to problem it. to it is, you guys know it. You guys yeah. know uh-huh. it's coming. Some point, you know, it, it. Whether we're gonna win some games, the cowboy fans are the worst. Oh, you yeah. guys are not near. <laughs> you're not same diff, Same. 
you know, it's just a different zip code. The way you guys, I mean, the Cowboys think they're going to win the Super Bowl Dude, I every saw, year. And you I, guys just know, like, something's going to happen. I saw a meme posted. It was this picture of Dak Prescott from NFLmemes.com right before we came on. It said, breaking news, Cowboys eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> and, of course, the season hasn't even started. Yeah, that shit was funny. Um yeah, dude, it's there's all the all the storylines there. So, you know, week one, dude, it's like my favorite part about it is from about 12 a.m. until I can't even stay awake anymore. That's what football is for me. It's just like this is my first football season as a married person. And it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how long it takes before I start getting in trouble because I haven't literally moved all day. <laughs> except to go to the couch i mean to go to the refrigerator uh, i'm not a big sunday drinker though like i'll go eat i'll go eat wings and like i'll have a couple beers i don't understand how people sunday fun day man i cannot get hammered on a sunday because i gotta work on monday i just i don't know how people do it so that's not really my issue like i'm not i'm not gonna show up drunk but i am gonna have some heartburn when i eat you know f- 15 wings for lunch and then like six more for dessert and uh Long about six o'clock. I don't feel so good, but um, anyway, I'm with time. you. You know, the, Sundays are for just destroying wings mm. and watching football. Yeah, well, and when you know what, whatever the day, what's today, Wednesday. You know, mm. Wednesday is for a cookie review. So we got one. Big Hawk, tell us where it came from. Starbucks. Mm. Got my coffee before I came Sneak, here. Sneaky. Uh, sleep was like get some cookies for the review. I was like, gotcha. Starbucks. Now. I didn't get the price on these. I'll look it up. Well, you know, Starbucks, you don't need to get the price. You know it's expensive. I actually messed up because Mary cooked us some cookies and I ate them all before. Um, <laughs> it is. And then there's some. Do. There's like some cookie dough in the fridge, and I got a little busy earlier today. And uh, but I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna we'll review them, and you're not gonna want to miss it. You can get these warm too, by the way. Some people like them warm. All right, let's see here. How much is a chocolate chip cookie at Starbucks? It's it's a dollar ninety five. Wow, hmm. It's it's got decent size. Um, it's got a nice soft texture to it. Mm-hmm. This is a good cookie, man. It's good. It's good. You know what I think they put in here? What? Gluten? I think they. <laughs> <laughs> I think they dust some uh, some of that mocha, like dust in it in the batter. I can I'm see that because it's like it's a chocolate chip cookie, so you expect it to taste like chocolate. But it's something about the the cookie itself that has a bit of a chocolatey texture to it. Yeah. Um, sleep one to ten. I'm gonna give it a seven, six and a half. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. Nothing special. It's two dollars. I'm not gonna mow down five of these. Maybe one. Um. So I'm gonna give it a six. Six. I'll go seven because. Sort of for reasons you just said, we, we grade on price, and this is a fair price for this cookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I've already had lunch today, but I could certainly partake in, I don't know, three of these right now, six of them on an empty stomach. <laughs> you know, that's dangerous, man. I'm a cookie monster, dude. I'm uh, right there with you. I mean, yeah, this is a good solid cookie. Mm-hmm. There's a pizza documentary coming out on Netflix. Apparently, there's six people that ask or that are like these pizza gurus. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to tell you guys, like, they didn't call me, then they ain't got 
Yeah. I'm telling you, Portnoy, not, none of these people put down pizza like Slim Are you Dog. a big pizza guy? My nickname is Sir Pizza. That's what a lot of people don't know about me. A lot of people know me as Sleep Dog, but my true, like, given nickname, legal name, is Sir Pizza the Ice Cream King. You ask around, dude. I eat a whole pizza, and then I'll go eat an ice cream sundae, dude. I got my buddy Ben. I don't know if any of you guys from Charlotte remember. Anizio's is a pizza place. It's sort of like a Neapolitan, sort of upscale sort of thing. Where they got like this spicy Diavolo pizza, right? They Uh serve it to you on like a metal tray. What a big pizza. Not like huge, huge, but like it's pushing the outer limits of what a normal person would call a personal pizza but i hammer them they're good and one day there's used to be this place called pikes in south end like an old school sort of like diner right near where jenny's ice cream is now on the light rail um, path dude one time i ate a tired diavolo pizza and then walked into pikes and they had an ice cream thing where they put two brownies in a big metal bowl three like baseball size scoops of ice cream and whipped cream and all this shit and we went in there and the lady was like she said that she had never seen anybody eat it all. And I was like, and I mean, that might have, she must not have worked there very long because it wasn't like it was so big mm-hmm. that nobody could eat it all. But it was, I mean, it wasn't small. And um, I kid you not, and maybe she set it on the counter, turned around to get a couple drinks, and that shit was gone. And her jaw hit the floor. And this was after I had just hammered a whole pizza. So uh, that's a different story for a different day. I How- love, you just... Bring it to me. How I okay. So how I became the ice cream king was actually a good story. We were on a trip to Myrtle Beach for a buddy's uh, either golf trip or bachelor party or something like that. Man, it was like hot, and I wanted some ice cream. And we found this place that was uh oh boy on the strip somewhere, and it's like one of those like walk up ice cream places. You know, you like park in the parking lot, and it's like got the windows, and there's no going inside. You walk up to the window, maybe you sit at a picnic table, but you eat it in your car. I mean, this is like '80s style place, Uh right? So I go up there, and there's on the windows, there's all these pictures of the same guy with. All these like C list celebrities. I mean, people that like uh-huh. maybe there was one person that you'd ever heard of. And then everybody else is like, you know, it's like an autographed picture of some dude that was like a, a Will linebacker for the New Orleans Saints in like 92. Mm-hmm. I mean, just some weird shit, right? But this guy in every picture had a shirt on that said Ice Cream King. And, um, you know, might have been a little hydrated at the time. And so I looked at my buddies and I was like, I'm gonna show this motherfucker who the king is, and uh, I walk up to the to the window, and there's like some girl is like in high school or guy I don't even remember who it was. I just remember they were young as hell, and uh, I said, "I'm here for the crown," <laughs> and she was like, "Excuse me," I said, uh, "I'm here for the crown," and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "It's ice cream king around here." And she's like, you know, oh, no, he's not here today, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, tell him this is his last day on the throne. You ever seen anybody eat two Sundays? And she was like, not personally, no. I was like, I'll take two Sundays. And, uh, you know, we're just, uh, you know, we're all goofing off. So I what get two Sundays, I just hammer them. Right in the parking lot, <laughs> right at the window. Didn't leave the window until they were gone. Didn't let my friends order until they were gone. Dunked them in the trash can. Looked at her and said, I'm the ice cream king now. And it just stuck, man. Everybody was like, dude, that was, shit was ballsy, right? Um uh-huh. 
So yeah, I, I I mean, then if you think about it, that's how kings became kings, right? You they throned them. Yeah, nobody just came in and was like, "Hey, you mind? You know, is there room here for?" Nah, fuck that, dude. I just rode in, took what I wanted, rode out, and uh-huh. that was the crown. So from henceforth, I was the fucking ice cream king. And I don't know if you've ever been to Sir Pizza. It's a shorter story, but Sir Pizza is like a like a pizza buffet. It's like all you can eat. Oh boy, it's like CC's except it's not cardboard. It's like, well, it's CC's without the sticky carpet. Okay. Okay. Uh, and like, I'm not a fan of CC's. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. And and you wouldn't be a fan of Sir Pizza, but you know when you're younger, college Myrtle mm. Beach has one. And uh, so like shortly thereafter, after I'd claimed the crown, we went into Sir Pizza, and I mean I just ate pizza until couldn't stand up. So a Pizza Hut is the best pizza. Best thin crust pizza there has ever been. Is, is personal pizza pan Hut. is unbelievable. Pizza, personal pan pizza, man. You cinnamon sticks, unbelievable. Book, curl, book club, yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man, it's um, thin crust. I don't give a shit where it's from, from the steps of Venice, Italy, or wherever pizza originated. <laughs> Pizza Pizza Hut thin crust pizza is best thin crust pizza, hands down, everybody. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Pizza Hut does a great job. Domino's, the black box pizza is really good. Um, Domino's is good on those specialty pizzas. Yeah. Like like the buffalo chicken pizza, great. Mm-hmm. Memphis chicken, barbecue chicken pizza, great. Um, there's some other other weird ones that I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm a creature. I'm a pepperoni guy and a chocolate chip cookie guy and a damn... Ice cream Sunday guy. Mm. I will murder all three of those things. Where's the best pizza? Give me your top three pizzas in, in, in Raleigh. In Raleigh? Uh, so number one for me is Frank's, and it's a huge point of contention. You're going to get Frank's or you're going to get Oakwood Pizza Box. They're one, two. Um, Oakwood Pizza Box is unbelievable. It's really good. For me, I mean, Frank's is just like my pizza, right? So I'll go Frank's. I'll go Oakwood Pizza Box, and I'll go Demos is number three, right. and uh, they're uh, they're solid. And and any one of those you want to argue to me is number one. You know, I ain't look, man. I'm Sir Pizza, so what I mm-hmm. say goes. But I'm not gonna, you know. There's plenty of room for apprentices around here, and uh, you know that'd be a good place. Don't come out with no mellow mushroom bullshit, no gumbies, none of that. Uh, gluten free, dairy free, doy free. Yeah, whatever. Uh, cauliflower crust. Yeah. Uh-uh. Listen, this is a fucking pizza. Yeah. Okay? Cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want all the ingredients in it. We yeah. don't want to remove some of the best stuff. If you ain't got to dab a little bit of the grease off of it with a with a napkin that's may or may not have been used by somebody else before. Um, I, don't I won't dab it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just mm-hmm. take the drip grease it. and be seen mm-hmm. dabbing a pizza. <laughs> oh, you just fold and drip. Yeah, I mean, just, just take it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anyway, uh, I might I might go a little, little little pizza tonight. Shit, I might go get one too. I might go get one now. Um, anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs>